Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that's been with us over a decade now at TAB. And he comes in and uh, helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, so we're here to help you out. We have one line open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out. Let's go right to your calls. You've been nice enough to call us on this Saturday morning, so we're going to go to Ann in Berlin first. Morning, Ann. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, after some long... Um, conversations with our cable company. Yeah, we have decided to uh, cut loose with them. All right. So, um, yeah, at, at two hundred and fifty dollars a month, mm-hmm. um, looking for a, a better option. Right. So, a couple questions that I was hoping you could help me with. All right. Uh, if we're going to get like a Roku streaming stick, right, was recommended in the little research that I did. Yep. We we need to keep internet, correct? Correct. Okay. Or, um, or, okay. or, or you consider unlimited cellular. Okay. Some of these yeah. cellular providers, just consider it, uh, are offering unlimited, quote, I'll put quotes around unlimited because they still throttle you when you hit to so, some level from what I understand. But uh, you, you, you can look at Verizon and look at other folks that are saying, well, you can have unlimited data. And if you hook up your Wi-Fi through them, you might be able to... Just pay that one provider for internet. Okay, interesting. I've never just heard of that. Something to look at, but otherwise okay. you would need your cable provider to give you internet. Okay, which we internet. may keep just for now and hand in the boxes. Yeah. But one other thing: um, how do you handle multiple TVs? So you know, we have three TVs in the home. Yeah. If we get a streaming stick, or I also was thinking about um, you know amplified antenna to try to get some live TV. Of course you should do that, yeah. Um, so to handle multiple TVs, so I went to TiVo, okay? And TiVo has a device that I'm not sure I'd necessarily recommend due to all the pain I went through uh, to deal with TiVo. But the way TiVo does this, it's cool when it works. Let's put it this way. When it works, okay. it's cool. You would have a TiVo device that would be your primary device, and you buy these little TiVo mini boxes that connect via your cable internal wiring of your home via cable. It's called a Mo something. Mo. I can't think of what it is, but you're doing a network within the cable um, lines of your of your home, and you buy these little te- these little mini boxes that then go to that device. So you can have multiple TVs connected to these little mini boxes that you pay for once, no monthly costs. Uh, the only thing you do have to pay for monthly would be the guide through TiVo, um, mm-hmm. or you, or you can pay the unlimited uh, one time cost. That's a way to deal with multiple TVs. Another way is to do Chromecast or Fire Sticks or sticks that bring up an app. Right, so you could put 
these Chromecast devices for 35 bucks per TV, one-time cost on your individual TVs, connect them Wi-Fi over, over your Wi-Fi network, whichever service you decide to use for, for that, and uh, Netflix would have the one app you're paying 10 bucks or 12 bucks a month for, and you can have multiple users on the same account stream to the different TVs. With a stick. With a stick, the 35 bucks, and it's a one-time cost. Is that a Roku stick? Uh, I haven't used Roku, but it probably works a similar way. Uh, you'd have to check on how that account works. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, Roku or a Google Chrome stick there or a okay. Amazon Fire stick. You just buy a bunch of those, stick them into your TVs via HDMI, have the one account set up for Netflix or whatever you're going to do, Hulu. Sure. Or, um, but then be careful, Ann. So the last piece of this is what I brought up earlier in the show is that folks like Cox and Comcast have caps now of one terabyte on your internet and then they're going to start charging you 10 bucks for f for every 50 megabytes you go over the terabyte huh okay that is interesting i appreciate you bringing that up so in trying to break up with my cable company they still may have control over it um if i keep internet with them and that's the issue right we want competition and and uh we're not getting competition and and uh until we get competition they they own the market. It's like Hotel yeah, California. Which, yeah. yeah, you can never leave. <laughs> right. It's like the rates keep it went up thirty dollars this past month for no reason. You know, just because it's a new billing cycle or something. Yep. He said. Yep. Um, and how about live sports? Just live uh, sports would be something you do over your antenna. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. But you may not get ESPN. I mean, that won't go live. Only your major carriers, your your ABC, NBC, whatever you can get over an antenna would be live for you. Okay. Well, you've been very helpful. Maybe okay. it would help if more people did this, even though they may have that cap. It still might help to have people um, starting to use these other options. At least that's what I'm trying to do. I, I appreciate that, but I, I respectfully disagree. Okay. And I, and I hate the cable company as much as you do, but the problem is that they get you coming and going. So, again, you're going to cut the cable, and the reason Com Comcast, Cox, and those guys are starting to implement the caps is purely because of that. So they're going to make their money back on the other side anyways. The only way we start to win is through competition. And how do you get competition? Well, not through net neutrality because net neutrality kind of keeps everything status quo. Right. You want to allow the cable companies to literally rip you off. And when that occurs, when the price goes so high that everyone's screaming, guess what? Apple comes in and says, you know what? I have an opportunity. Google, Google comes in and says, hey, wait a minute. I have an opportunity. I can offer internet service to Ann for half of what Comcast mm -hmm. is going to offer. And now all of a sudden we have people fighting for our business. Right now no one's fighting for your business, Ann. You only have one provider, maybe two. Nobody right. cares about you. So I Neither of them are a good choice. So Correct. So we have to encourage the competition. So what you're doing doesn't necessarily do that. It just changes how the same stuff gets to you and how they're just going to bill you on the other side. So and it I, makes my day-to-day uh, -day living more difficult for me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we, we got to encourage competition, and that's why net neutrality actually discourages competition. Well, very interesting mm. um, point of view, and I appreciate you being honest with me, although sure. I still am oh, yeah, go uh, ahead. looking forward to you know dropping them off and saying goodbye. I don't but. blame you. <laughs> Not to mention just the cost for the cable boxes you're paying, right? You have multiple cable boxes on your TVs, which is adding up your cost. 
Exactly. Yeah, we're I don't. To, yeah. we're up to over two hundred and fifty dollars a month for, for TV. Big, you know, kind of basic cable. It's yeah. not like I'm getting yeah. And commercials but, and junk you don't even want to want. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not what it, they promised us when they promised premium cable television. It should have been commercial free. We right. watch more commercials now than we ever did. So, how many other channels do you get that you don't watch? <laughs> right, hundreds. Right? right, that's exactly. I'm paying for what I don't want, and you know. But yeah. I really appreciate all this information. I'm okay. still going to try to stick with it. But yeah, um, you go for it. And I'm not. I'm not trying to discourage you, but I'm just telling you. Yes. I don't think you're going to get away from it. Eventually, it's going to get right back to that 200 range until we get more competition. Okay, and I hope it helps others out there that are thinking about doing this. Yeah. If nothing else, it's going to feel good for a few minutes. So. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Uh, she's right. I mean, it's uh, I've done similar things with my cable provider. My wife would like me to go further, but I I know that the other side is simply coming. I've got five people in my family. Three boys are streaming everything. I mean, we've got the office on still. I think I told you that story. It's like the Twilight Zone in my home. There's an ap- episode where that little kid basically let everybody watch cartoons all day is all they could watch. My middle son only watches The Office, and that's all that's streaming all day. You go in there and touch the clicker. Hey. <laughs> the office is on. So, I mean, I don't know how many gigabytes we're bringing down with the office, but uh, they're all streaming like crazy, right? So the, when we're going to get to a point where their bills are going to be right back where they were, and you're going to be downloading your music, and you're going to be Spotifying it, or you're going to be Pandoring it, or you're going to be Alexiing it, or, or, or it's guys, you're going to be paying for every bit you download. If you want to listen to the tune again, it's going to cost you again. Some, when, I, I, when I play Rush's tunes twice on a CD, it costs me no more. But when I download the tune over the over the stream, I have to pay for it every time. How smart are we? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it makes any I, sense. I have a solution. Yeah, it's called do your own cloud. It's called a NAS. You could do your own cloud. Yeah, save all your music to your local NAS. device. And the newer NASs have the ability where when you're traveling, you can put a little app on your phone and you can listen to the music that you have. But on you your still got to pay for your but phone. But you would pay yeah. for that. In bandwidth or, right. or data usage, but in your home, yeah. you're, once you've got it, you've got it. Right. Or just buy bigger SIM cards, uh, bigger memory sticks for your phone, put all your music on your phone. There you go. What's that called? Or get a an, an iPod. <laughs> yeah. An iPod. Exactly. So it's crazy out there, guys. They're, they're trying to figure out how to extract as much money out of our pockets as possible. And uh, I don't blame them. That's the capital. That's the, that's, that's it's how. called revenue streams. That's yeah. what they want. That's how this country was built, and I have no problem with that. But we have to figure out ways to allow for competition, or we're just going to get crushed. Let's step out for a quick break. we got Barbara and Ron on the line. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. See, that's how radio works. You didn't, you didn't have to pay for that at all. It's all broadcast to thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and you only free, right? If I want to listen to that thing on my stream, I'm paying for every bit downloaded over and over again. Just seems silly to me. Let's go uh, to Barbara in Meriden next. Hey, Barbara, what's up? Um, hi. Hi. Um, I keep getting a message on my computer which pops up. Um, every 10 to 20 minutes or so oh boy. that says that I have low disk space. Okay. It says you are running out of disk space on HP Recovery E. Click here to see if you can free space on this drive, Windows Explorer. And when I click on uh, the space to see if I can save anything, it says um, amount of space saved will be zero. Right, because Recovery E 
is a, a little little drive letter that's created by the manufacturer to uh-huh. allow you to reload your software should you have a problem, the E-Drive. Did you go look at the E-Drive itself, Barbara? Yes, it's, it says that it's uh, 14.2 out of um, 14.2. Yeah, it is It is definitely full. So some, somehow you stuck something there you probably shouldn't have, um, by accident most likely, because it shouldn't <laughs> change. Likely. When it first came out, when it, that machine came to you, um, it would have come with X number of gigs free on that drive letter. I don't think you put any recovery files there on a regular basis with HP. It wouldn't go to the E drive generally. So I think you inadvertently dragged something into that folder. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I think you put something there and seeing that there was some extra space. Yeah. And that's really a recovery drive. It's not really – it's supposed to be hidden actually. Yeah. So if you go to that drive letter, that um, E drive, yep. you have to do a directory – and see if you can find a, maybe you put a picture there, maybe you put a movie there, maybe you put something there that just is going to trigger this warning, this low well, space warning. The other thing, you should be saving it to a different drive. Well, she isn't. She did it by accident, I'm sure. You oh, did. I'm okay. not saving anything because when it comes to computers, I'm um, probably in kindergarten. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm, so I'm looking at that drive mm-hmm. and it says other, there's 13.8 gigabytes and system and um, reserved is 453 MB. Documents is 144 KB. There it is. And that's it. Well, documents is KB. Sorry. I thought you were going to give me a bigger number. It's too small. It's probably, those no, are probably instructions. Else is zero. So that's all you got on there, huh? But what about the drive letters? Not, not so much the uh, folders. Drive letter E. She's looking at E. E. Well, yeah, but she should be looking at drive letter C. No, that's not the one giving her the error, though. It's E. Right. Well, errors, E is giving the error because you're not really supposed to be saving anything there. Right. And so, so we're gonna, if we want to find the data in there, and so she gave the list of what's in there. Right. So on the E drive, there must be something in there, Barbara, that is just co- – you, you know what? Copy the 100K – B documents folder, which is probably instructions as to how to recover your drive, your system, into your C drive, and then delete it from your E drive. Say that again. <laughs> so there's a documents folder in the E drive. You yeah. showed, you said right. You're sure it's in the E, right? Yes, I'm in. It says HP Recover E. Okay, within that folder, you said you had a hundred KB of data, right? Uh, yes. So you could try copying that folder out into your C drive. And then delete it from your E-Drive. You could do a cut and paste. Okay, so yeah. I just clicked on it, yeah. and it says we couldn't find any folders to show you. <laughs> what? Can we turn off this setting for her? Is there? A, can we turn off the warning on a drive space issue? That could be another option for you. And if you do a directory, Barbara, on the root of E, do you see anything there? I'm uh, not don't know what you're telling me to do so um so if you go it's okay so if you go to the bottom left hand corner of your computer and type in cmd it'll bring you to a command prompt type in c c m mary yeah d as in dog d as in dog and then you're gonna get to it with something called a command prompt it's a black black screen with a cursor yeah type in e colon enter uh wait a minute i'm getting the command prompt yeah type in e colon where am i typing in the black uh screen E. Colon. Yep. Enter. Now you're at the E drive, correct? It should say correct. E. Yep. Type in D-I-R. Yep. And hit enter. It should show you kind of what's in the root of E. Anything in there like a document or a zip file or something? You should see uh, your directory as you listed, the documents and what have you. It says uh, OS. directory um, one file, 528 bytes. One directory, two million nine hundred and forty nine hundred twenty-eight bytes free. 
Oh, really? Hmm. So you do have some space free. But no other directories are listed? No documents directory that you mentioned earlier? Um, it says 118-2017 at 1.35 p.m. Um, directory Barbara HP. And then hmm. um, it says 528mediaid.bin. Yeah, these are all, again, basic files that should have come with the machine. And then what I told you before, and that's all that's there. Okay. Are you running Windows 7? No, 10. Of course. We have an answer for lower disk space error on Windows 7 for HPs. But we've, you stuck something there, Barbara, by accident. Um, and we got to find the file you put there that's causing this error. I was hoping we could disable the error for you. I mean, it's not a smart thing to do to disable the warning on space, but I doubt your C drive is full at all, correct? Your C drive probably correct. has tons no, of space. it's not even close. Yeah, so if we turn off the error message, if it's possible, that would just solve the issue. Um because it's never going to stop warning you of low disk space on this drive because you do have low disk space on this drive. Right. Because you stuck something there, I think. But we don't know what you stuck there. Um, anybody in your family that can help you look at drive uh, uh, drive files? Um, not really, but um, okay. I can see if I can try to find somebody. Yeah, because what we're looking for here is a file that you put there by accident. Um, we have something called Winderstat. I know it sounds like a German uh, uh, <laughs> and I lived in Germany for two years. <laughs> Winderstadt. Uh, it's it's a uh, going to give you a directory uh, information as far as how much stuff is in there. Yeah. But um, you need to actually see if you stuck a file somewhere. And even doing the Winderstadt, you might not notice that you put that file. It might be hard to find. You know. Okay. But we do have another. Did you put another link there for her, Bob? Yes. All right. There's another. What's that going to help her with there on that warning? Well, basically, it'll turn off that that low disk space warning. Oh, you found the way to turn it off on E? Correct. All right. So there is a way to turn it off. So the okay. other idea is to just turn off this warning because I don't think it'll affect your machine at all. Okay. Um, and it'll stop your, your error. You are low on space on the E drive. And the moment you stick another file there, it'll just your machine will just blow up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, don't stick anything on E ever again by accident. <laughs> I don't know. How, how would... I don't know how I could possibly. You don't know how you can do it because mice are tricky and your fingers get tricky and you think you drag something from one place to another. I mean, clients do it all the time. They they drag folders and files to all sorts of different places on mm-hmm. servers and workstations. You're human. So you inadvertently slid your finger and dra- dragged something into that. You let go of it at the right possible second to literally make that swoosh shot into yeah, the okay. e drive. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I've done that before at work. Yeah, yeah. We're all human. So you inadvertently slid something into that. E directory by accident. Drag and e. drop. And you just dropped it in the wrong place. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lucky shot there. Okay. Um, and to try to find which file it is is too difficult to have us walk through on the radio. I think. Right. But okay. we gave you a way to turn off the warning, so at least you can turn it off. Okay. On so just, just go onto your site and yeah. it'll tell me. Yeah. Go to the archive links first. That's probably where it'll be first, and uh, the note will be there for how to turn off disk space warnings. But okay, folks, perfect. don't do this in general. Just Barbara. This is for Barbara. <laughs> in general, you want to know if you're running out of space. Right. All right. Okay. Right, I thank you very much. You're our pleasure. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, how many times have you dragged something where you don't want to drag it? Uh, we've got a minute or two here, Matt. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Ron and get his question in. Hey, Ron, what's up? How's it going, guys? Oh, not too bad. How uh, are I you got doing? a call yesterday afternoon on the phone. I'm getting a lot of computer phone scam calls. I'm very used to them and stuff. But this mm-hmm. was a new one. Yeah. It said that my Microsoft product key has expired. An emergency alert, and that I should call this number for them to fix this problem and stuff. Uh, they called you. you? Yeah. They, they called you, and then they said, "Here's the number you should call." Yes. 
Yeah. Wow. Now that's a scam, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've gotten a million. I'm like, Bob, they, they constantly call me about uh, I got viruses <laughs> on the machine and stuff, and I'm well used to it and stuff. But this yeah. is a new one. I've never heard this one before and stuff. I know? haven't either. But do you have Prince Albert in a can? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's say if you did, let him out. Um, yeah, the same thing. Exactly. It's a scam. It's a scam. Yeah. So don't worry about it, Ron. Anybody calls well, you not, like that? I was just wondering if you guys have heard, because I've never no. heard of this one before and stuff. You know. Yeah, every day they're coming up with something new. they got nothing yeah. better to do in the third world. and yeah, uh, it's just very discouraging. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I, I was getting calls like once a week on, like, you have Microsoft problems on your computer, yeah. you know, and stuff, and one time I, you know, jerked around with them and stuff, and they yep. got real nasty on the phone and stuff. Well, know, that could be so. fun if you get nothing better to do. Oh, exactly. My <laughs> daughter was dying rolling on the phone, the floor over here when I was doing it and stuff. She said, well, my dad knows computers, and these really got the wrong person to talk to on the phone and stuff. You know? <laughs> That's so. awesome, man. We got to go, but thanks for the call. All right. Take All care right. now. You got it. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And, of course, we are podcasted. We're one of the most downloaded podcasts here on the station, which we're proud to say. Um, you can get that from Computer Talk with Tab, of course, or you can also go to WTIC.com to get the podcast and uh, and I'll listen to us anytime. But, of course, you're going to pay by gigabyte or megabyte, <laughs> one of those you know ironic things um, where it comes to uh, streaming and to pay by the bit. Uh, I also want to give you a little bit of uh, information. So uh, I've been with Tab for 27 years, a long time, and uh, we bring on new customers all the time, obviously, new, new business clients. And one of our new customers had a, an issue that I want you guys to be aware of if you're in business. Um, this, comp- this company happens to be a town, and they let their old IT provider go, which is fine. Which Things happen. Business changes. And... Uh, they went with our, our services, and that's all fine and good. The problem was the old IT provider had registered the town's domain name in his name. And generally, if the person's scrupulous, um, that's not an issue. But when they're not scrupulous, they, the, the uh, unscrupulous IT provider, can act like he owns the name of your town. Now that's kind of crazy, and it, should see, it seems innocuous, right? However, your domain registration is how um, a lot of transactions occur when it comes to email and other things having to do with things that are called MX records that uh, allow communications to occur between your mail server and the planet. And this little registration that costs a hundred bucks a year or less, this one person can control. The ability to float information back and forth. So my little warning to you is make sure you, the company, are the ones who are registered as the owners of your .com or your .gov or your .whatever. Because you could come across, like this poor town did, an unscrupulous IT provider who is going to hold you hostage um, acting like just because they registered that .com for you they own it, and the, regist- the registration company, whether it be GoDaddy or Net- um, Network Solutions, um, can kind of see that person as the owner. You know, imagine if Coke let their um, domain name expire, Coca-Cola, 
and I ran in there and registered it myself. Um, uh, you definitely want to – that issue would be a, a problem for Coke because uh, I could then hold them hostage and uh, say, hey, if you don't pay me $10,000, you're not going to get Coke back. Well, Coca-Cola would go right to the registrar and say, we are Coca-Cola. This guy's a ding-a-ling and take, give, him, give us our domain back. Um, so in this case of this poor poor town, this guy is uh, giving them a hard time and – and uh, not giving them their name back, all because, you know, it's sour grapes. So my warning to you is, wherever you're dealing with an IT company or a web designer, make sure your company is listed as the registrant, not the guy who registered it for you. Because if it's in his name or her name or that company name, they could contend it's theirs, and they're renting it to you. But that's not quite how it's supposed to work, if they're scrupulous. So be, be wary of that. So let's get back to more of your calls. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go to Gary in Berlin next. Hey, Gary. Yes, yeah. you guys are like two Superman. <laughs> Let me turn that off. I have a dumb question. One question is, can you put up a link where I can reload Windows 10 and get rid of the old Windows 10? I think I've closed off something or several things, and I don't know what I'm doing anymore. The one problem I have is is copying a picture for my file into a letter. Yeah. And what I get now, it says Control plus V backslash C, MD plus V keyboard shortcut. All right. To paste content. Why, am I, why did that have to all be done? And how the heck do you do it with two fingers? <laughs> That's a lot of keys, right? <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't have to. You should be able to just take the picture, right-click, copy, and then go into your Word document, right-click, paste. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. And it won't now work anymore? Everything comes up. It, so it won't work anymore? You've tried that and it won't no, work? It, it, won't, it won't, won't let me move a picture. Um, it just is all those letters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you gotten yourself into, Gary? <laughs> Too much information from you guys. <laughs> um, oh, it's our fault. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're Mm. And uh, just blowing it to pieces. <laughs> well, you know, we feel like that every day. Years old. Uh, it's just it's a pain. Um, is there a way I can reload the entire Windows all over again? Yeah. Without getting, uh, I get warnings from Norton all the time that this this program's corrupt and all that. Okay. Stuff. How old is the machine? You say five years? Yeah, four or five years. Yeah. And, and Norton is telling you that you've got corrupt programs on the machine, corrupt or when I no, when I go on the internet and supposedly go to the quote Microsoft, uh, uh, you know, group. Mm -hmm. When I start to download it, that green bar comes across and says, "No, don't do that. We've stopped the loading and it's it's corrupt." Oh, it's being corrupt, being being yeah, a the bad one that's file. Coming in is corrupt. Okay, so they're saying it's a bad file. So you may not be at Microsoft.com like you think. Probably not, even though it says Microsoft.com. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so to do a recovery of your Windows 10, did that come with the machine originally? No. This had a uh, good old Windows 7, which I loved. Yeah. And then you did the free upgrade, or they yeah. forced you to upgrade to Windows 10. 
Um, we can give you a way to do a uh, system recovery. We can put a link okay. up there to how to do a system recovery. You'll have to follow the instructions. Um, it'll be more okay. difficult, I think, because you had you did an upgrade of your Windows 7, right, Bob? It's not as, not as clean. Yeah, it's not as easy as you think. And you have to make sure you have your key. Um, if you just format it, your machine was came with Windows 7, so it's going to be a little more trouble. So when you do it, typically what you should do is immediately run the recovery disks. But you he know. doesn't have the recovery disks. I understand. Yeah. See, that's what makes it tough, because if you skip yeah, that yeah. last step... Of creating them? Of creating them, which it offers you when you initially do the upgrade. Yeah. So well, I'll do oh. it later, and then everybody forgets to do it later. Nobody does it later. Right. Oh. So the other thing is, Gary, this might be a little drastic as far as why you're doing this. You might be doing something you don't need to do. Well, let me put it this way. If it doesn't work, I'm off to uh, one of the stores and buy a new set. Well, <laughs> you can do that, too. It's five years old. Um, yeah. But, again, your problems are minor, right? Your only issue is that you do a copy and paste, and it's asking you to put in 15 keys to do it. What other issues yeah. are you having? Yeah. What, what? When I do that, I... It doesn't work. Right, but what other issues are you having with your machine, Gary? Um, that Chrome Chrome thing doesn't work. Okay. The uh, the edge for for the the mail that doesn't work. Wow. Um, I have to use Communist Cast Mail. That's the <laughs> only one that works. So, so you have issues with other things on this machine. Um, I've got issues with the world. I can I can see. It may, you listen to Rush. Yeah, right. Hey. I hear you. Um, I'm thinking what you got to do then is you could consider doing a recovery without a wipe and a reload by going into the recovery area of Windows 10. If you want to try to go back to a time when the machine might have worked better for you, choose a recovery point or restore point. Oh, okay. I'll I would do, do that. that before you go to the drastic level that you're talking about. If you're still oh, having okay. issues, though, you could always bring it to a, a shop because it, you have too many issues to solve over the air here. Um, yeah, yeah. that might be related to something wrong with the operating system itself. So if you do the recovery and you still have issues, you can consider bringing it to like a Staples and seeing if they, the guys on those desks can give you a little bit of a little bit of guidance. Don't spend too much money on a five-year-old machine. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, okay, gentlemen. All right, Gary, but it's a lot going on there. And that copy-paste, we can try to find a solution for why your copy and paste changed, but it should just be a right-click copy, right-click paste within, within the Word document. It shouldn't be 15 keys okay. to do that. So... Uh, we'll have to do a little more research on that for you, Gary. You guys, put your capes back on. We'll talk to you later. All right, Gary. Bye-bye. <laughs> we have our own house. I love it. Uh, we'll see what we can do there, but uh, copy and paste shouldn't go away. I mean, his mouse must still work. Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Bill in Westbrook. What's up, Bill? Hi. Hey. Um, I've got, I think, a minor problem, but I'm, it's a nagging problem. All right. When I... Turn on my uh, laptop. I get a, a note a message at the at the bottom that says "could not reconnect to network drives" or something like that. And yeah. Click on this for more information. I clicked on it, and it brings me to a screen. And, it, and I, I think I've located it says under network locations. It has two things that say memory card and it says disconnected network drive. Right. So and I I clicked on those, and they're both have something to do with Epson, which I. Think is probably a printer that I yep. maybe had or maybe still have. I'm not sure. I do have an Epson printer. But yeah, the printers. Some of those printers have card readers built in, and you put your but card. I do connect. I mean, I do. I am able. I am able to print. Yeah. Off my, you know, using my computer. So sure. 
I'm can, just wondering, is there a way to just, just get rid of these? Uh, can you connect to those drives? They come up and they'll like have a red X through them, so that, indicating that they aren't available. Can you connect to them if you double-click on them? Let me look here. No, just now I got a thing that says um, an error occurred while reconnecting Which? to Epson memory card. There it is. Okay, so... What I would do is right-click on it and disconnect it, get rid of it, unless okay. you need it. Doesn't sound like he does. Mm, no, I, I mean, just disconnect. Okay, click on disconnect. Yep. Yes. All right. And that'll never come up again. And I'll, do the, I'll do the other one. What's the other one? Well, I mean, they were just both. They Epson. both kind of were the same, actually. It looked like the same. Yep. Again, many printers have card readers built in. So, like, if you take your pictures off your off your camera, you put the card into your printer, and it becomes a a handy place to to move data. So maybe there's a card reader in your printer. But right click, disconnect, and you're all done. Very good. Thank you much. You're welcome, Bill. Uh, you're welcome. All right, bye bye. Down in Westbrook. All right. Uh, Matt's getting another call right now. While he's bringing that call online, we're going to be stepping out for a quick break, and then get back to your calls. Feel free to get online. Um, but uh, we'll be everything we've talked about has been posted on our Facebook page. So if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, um, it'll go into your news feed. Um, also, you can follow us on the old Twitter while it's still in in business. They're not making any money; they're all whining about it. Um, but Twitter at Tab Computer Sys. You'd think with all the Twitter talk, <laughs> they'd be making money, <laughs> but they're not. Um, but if you follow us on Tab Computer Sys um, via Twitter, you'll get the same information. And of course, our old-fashioned website. The name of the show.com, computertalkwithtab.com. Um, if you look in the archived or live links areas, you'll find everything we've talked about on this show and past shows um, as far as news items and folk, uh, helping other folks out with their issues. We're going to step out. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Lessie should be in with uh, Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. And always nice to see Dr. Lessie. Let's go on to your calls. You've got a couple lines open, and feel free to get online before the top of the hour, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Let's go to Rick in South Windsor. Hey, Rick. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing fine. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. So I had a question. Um, I, I'm running uh, Windows 7 on my uh, PC. Yep. And I use Malware Bytes. Okay. And I used to use the Malware Bytes Premium where where it had uh, you know constant monitoring. Yep. But I read that that really really slows down your computer and you don't need it. So I use Windows Defender now. Yep. And then I just use Malware Bytes when I need it. So what do you think about that? That's how I run. Okay. So do I you uh, need it? do you need to have something running all the time or not necessarily? Defender, you only need one antivirus running at all the time. And defend for home use. This is for home, right? Yeah, yeah. For home use, Defender's fine. Now, the one last piece you need to put in there is OpenDNS. Are you running OpenDNS? Uh, no, I'm not. I will tell you right now. If you put OpenDNS in there, you won't even probably need to use Malwarebytes because you're not going to get hit with anything. Well, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, and and I've heard you talk about that, but I never looked into how to do it. Do you have a like a link or something you could uh, put up? Or oh yeah, it's up there. Okay, great. so yeah, malware bytes I use as a remediation tool. Should I ever get hit, 
and I haven't been hit since that one ex- uh, example I've given you guys with the Merlot and uh, my son looking for information on Japanese baseball players. And that was years ago. <laughs> He's now off to UConn in August. So it's uh, ever since that point, I've talked, uh, since I've told that story, I have never in my entire home have to, had to run malware bites ever because wow. I've, I've got a remediation tool. It was, uh, what was it? Uh, two cow, uh, what was it? A blue coat. Um, what was the tool we used to use before Open DNS, Bob? Something dog. <laughs> I can't think of it. Oh my goodness! We used to recommend it all the time. It's another. It was another web filter, um, but we've gotten away with it. It's the blue dog or blue. It's from blue. Blue coat. coat yeah, um, but now we've uh, gone to Open D- Open DNS, and it's if you stay prophylactically protected uh, from malware by using this, these tools, you'll have less need of, of remediation. So, all right. Well, that was very helpful. Thank you very much. You got it, Rick. I think. Yeah. Bye bye. Um, definitely pre- preventable. All this stuff is preventable. You know, if you if you use tools to keep your company and your folks and uh, your home safe from these nasty sites, and nasty can be used as a word across any kind of genre you want. Um, these are malicious sites, ones that are delivering malware. Um, to your system, and uh, if you block the ability to get there, uh, what was it called? Canine. Canine. There it is, canine. I don't even use it anymore. And again, it, it was a great tool. It just produced these large logs that uh, would slow your system down, whereas OpenDNS doesn't do that. Let's go to Pat in Oakville. Hey, Pat. Hi. Is there like four people that live in Oakville? Three. Three. I mean, it's tiny. <laughs> I mean, I, I drive. it's right by the reservoir there, right? Uh, it's not far from the reservoir. Yeah. But it's between Oakville and Watertown, uh, between Watertown and Waterbury. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm thinking of a different uh, town than in my, in my brain here. But what do you got going on, Pat? Well, I have, I had a lot of problems with my computer. I had a, a I let somebody onto my computer thinking they were from Facebook to try to get me a refund from something I had purchased. Anyway, I Wait, believe... Whoa, 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 whoa. So you purchased something from Facebook, within Facebook? I, no, I purchased something from this Rose Gal place mm-hmm. uh, that's on Facebook. Okay. And although the clothes were beautiful, they're made in China. Mm-hmm. So their size, like uh, 1X, is like a size 10 here. Anyway, nothing fit. And I just wanted to return it, but yeah. that was impossible to get a phone number. Right. Uh, the phone number kept saying it was out of order. All right. And there was no return. Anyway, I, I went to online and. Uh, got a hold of some guy that I thought was from Facebook, and he came onto my computer. Mm. And he got in. He asked me a whole bunch of stuff, including about my banking and this and that. And the oh other. man! Anyway, after that, wait, I did you give him any information? I hope you didn't. I gave him a lot of information. Oh, Pat! I regret to say. However, thank God there was nothing in my bank at the time. But the day before my check was due to hit, this son of a gun called me. But anyway, I I went, I called McAvee. I called my, my computer company, Optimum, mm. and I called McAvee. And McAvee had me do a quick scan, then do a complete scan, and it detected no viruses. Right. However, I still, have that li- I still had that little skull there. And now, every single time I open my computer, I get this blue square... That says, do you want to open Supremo, whatever that is, uh, and it says yes or no. And I keep saying no because I don't know nothing about no Supremo, but I would really love to get it off my computer. 
it was suggested to me to call Dell, the computer maker. Mm-hmm. Every time I call Dell, they want $100. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. Uh, if the, now I have to say after those scans and everything, everything is running fine. And, uh, well, it was before, too, but the, the little skull is gone. Oh, it but is. That Good. Supremo thing keeps coming up. Okay. We'll do a search on what Supremo is to try to have an idea. Do you know what it is? It's a remote desktop software. Oh, okay. So it's a remote desktop, Pat. You want to uninstall that Supremo. Go to Add Remove Programs and uninstall yeah. it. We'll put a link there for you because we're coming up against the top of the hour. But you want to uninstall Supremo. That is a remote desktop. The bad guys can try to get in your machine using that tool. Right. So but we want to have you uninstall. It's not listed in any of the programs. So we will try to find a way to find that hidden program for you and have okay. it removed. All right, Pat? Okay. I went to everything that was around that day, around yeah. 714, 711, 724. Yep. Okay. Those were the dates I talked to this guy around yeah. that time. And you may want to put some sort of uh, tracker on your bank account because if you gave him that information, that's not good news. We I get- went and I get got right. a new bank account. Okay, good. We gotta go. We gotta go, Pat. I'm sorry. We're gonna put you on hold. This is Computer Talk. Thank you, everybody. We'll be see you next week. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.